Hi there. Welcome to the coffee shop. World Cup coffee and tea at 18th and Gleason, to be specific. Time for another Oregon Music News coffee shop conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, OMN's editor, and today we've got someone you may know better as Ms. Kitty of Ms. Kitty's Parlor, the long-running vaudeville show these days at the Alberta Rose Theater. You might know her by her real name, Lisa Marthacek, a fiddler and player of other stringed instruments from the Flat Mountain Girls and other bands that she's been in. In upcoming weeks, doo-doo funk king Tony Ozier, blues guitarist Mary Flower, Ron Blessinger from Third Angle, and pianist Ramsey Embick will be visiting the coffee shop. By the way, we're on the Stitcher app now, too. Let's talk to Lisa, huh? Well, you can't you can't see that everyone out there in in coffee shop conversation land, but I am looking not at Miss Kitty but at Lisa Marsnichek. We have you and I have gone through this Miss Kitty Lisa thing so many times over the years. It's been a few years now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I think we've do you think we've done we've done that to death, haven't we? I think we have, and yeah. it's sun, I don't think Miss Kitty would come out on a Sunday afternoon anyway. She's probably still sleeping something off. <laughs> The first time we did that was for TV, mm-hmm. and uh, you played yourself as yourself and Miss Kitty in full Miss Kitty outfit. That was very high tech. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah, pretty you're, funny. it's always a good time with you, Tom. <laughs> it was almost a three threesome there for you. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who don't know, I mean, I, I, I kind of talked to both of you at the same time. We did a split screen. <laughs> That's <laughs> so how you could, could kind of hear what's going on in my head all the time, right? All these uh, conflicting things. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, it's awfully nice to see you again. It's been a while, and now we're yeah, here in this it. fancy coffee shop drinking some highfalutin tea. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and not only that, you you have. I mean, back then, where were you doing the parlor? You were still doing it at. Uh, I, I think it may have been. Gosh, was it still at Mississippi or was it still at Artichoke? I think it was still at Mississippi. I think yes, it was. A Mississippi it was. Pizza. Oh, definitely was. Definitely was. And now, speaking of highfalutin moving up. I know, right. I've got this great, big, beautiful uh, Alberta Rose Theater to use. So it's wow. so exciting. It's really kind of opened up and helped me change change things around a little bit. And 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 you, but you started way, way and and artichoke. Didn't yeah, two thousand and two, and we would just cram as many people as we could in there. Two thousand and two. I know. Can wow. you believe it? I started it when I was sixteen, all yeah. those years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been. This is yeah. This is the end of the thirteenth season. This is uh, the April eleventh show, and um, it used to be monthly, but now with this great big theater, I've kind of cut it back to three shows a year. Just you know, make it a bigger deal and less often, just because yeah. you know you want to keep people interested and in coming, and yeah. and now it's a bigger production. So, wow, yeah, yeah, it's fun, yeah. and the the theater is great. It's fun to have an actual theater with a raised stage and the balconies that we put to good use, and uh, and the, just the aisles in the theater. So it's kind of fun. Um, it, I I feel like I'm able to make it more of an env- a full environment, like a like an experience, or walking into a painting or something. <laughs> Uh, well, let's 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 go back to the history of uh, of uh, Miss Kitty and and the, and the parlor. Um, what was the idea at the in the beginning? 
in the beginning, I've always uh, I've always been interested in theater and art and music. And uh, back at Artichoke Music, Kate and Steve said, "Well, why don't you do something in the back room? What do you want to do? We want to, you know, bring some more some more back there." And I thought, "Well, gosh, I I sort of did this in Chicago a little bit. I'd put these variety evenings together, and it, this would be great. There's this room. It's a theater. It's got a stage. So let's make something happen here." And they're really at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on in this town. And working at Artichoke, there were so many musicians, and I knew jugglers and lots of dancers through the musicians. So it was kind of fun, like just make a showcase, a showcase of all these different uh, different people doing all these different things. Yeah. And um, it used to be kind of tough. I'd have to go out and find acts, you know, go searching out. But now there's just so many. It's uh, and the internet's helped too. That the YouTube's yeah. and the uh, the videos. And now there's just so you know there's so many things out there people come to me and the show's been around for a while too so well, where did you find them find the gosh originally well when i was a i was playing in a group called the flat mountain girls and then sarsaparilla yes. so i would be out playing shows and then see a band and oh my god you're great you got to come play this come play my show or uh -huh. somebody would say you need to see these people go check them out you know just word of mouth and, and working in a music shop really helps with that and Portland yeah. at that time, gosh, old time music and bluegrass music was like rock and roll. I think that's changed a little bit now. It's swing dance and jazz. That's that's yeah. hot, hot, hot here. So it's yeah. been fun to watch all that kind of change and all the different musicians coming up and changing. Well, where did you find all the goofballs? Uh, people like you. <laughs> gosh, all you know the the same thing. Somebody would uh, come in and say, "Well, I I I'm a belly dancer and my friend plays doombeck and we're looking for a doombeck. Oh, well, let me come see what you're doing and go see her and then." Uh -huh. Somebody would be in there. Well, I'm a juggler. You should see my friend. She's a contortionist. So it just kind of word of mouth gets out because at the time, again, I don't think there was as many venues or events for people to be performing at yeah. like that. You know, now yeah. there's the, the yeah. circus is big here. Noah Mickens and his crew, uh, the Wanderlust Circus, that's so yeah. big now. And yeah. and the Alberta Rose, there's lots of different variety shows there. So Yeah, Noah uses a lot of the, the people that you, you kind of discovered. Right. Yeah, you know, and now I'd say we're almost. Yeah, I guess. I guess that happened, and now I I go to his shows and I see wonderful people. So it, it's yeah. kind of a kind of a good back and forth, and it's good to give. I like that there's so much going on because there's we can give these performers, you know, here's a show, and then you can do another show. There's more more places for them to to do the amazing things that they do. Uh huh. And so, how did the Miss Kitty character? Uh, how should we say, come out? Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> you know, somebody somebody mentioned she's kind of like your mom, and I thought, well, that's that's kind of true. And, and again, in some of the theater pieces that I did, I've always been fascinated with that kind of turn-of-the-century old vaudeville uh -huh. theater, like the the old-time music that I like, the, the Victrola collection, the mm -hmm. old record collection that I have. So it was just kind of natural, you know, put on a four-suit, say dirty things, present fun music that I enjoy. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect evening for me. <laughs> a good time and and you could just it wasn't it wasn't really you you could say anything yeah yeah you can say anything and sort of not really get into it. i don't think i've really gotten in trouble at all so yeah no. it's just it's just fun you know just let things fly so it's a uh, it, yeah it's a good time and and I, it's fun for me to um like ma making an evening like this this uh now now that i'm doing it at the uh alberta rose i can like the october kind of had a halloween theme and and the January show had a winter theme, and this is, you know, the rites of spring. So, and I'm able to involve. I've got a house band now that's wonderful, and they they dial in and and, and take that theme and run with it. I've got some uh, improv people that work with me every month, kind of like the uh, remember the guys up in the Muppet Show, the, the, the Waldorf and Statler. Uh -huh. So it's kind of a version of that. I've got this couple, you know, reoccurring, reoccurring um, comedians that come in. I've got some uh, mask makers and puppeteers that work to kind of help make the environment fun, and then. I've uh, 
Ayelle Adams and her Dino Tarot is there reading people's fortunes. Jesse Averill's bringing some beautiful things so people can get dressed up. So again, it's in the theater so beautiful. It's kind of like walking into a painting. I, I collect all the photographs too, so those are projected up on a screen. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of like making up a, a like like I said, walking into a painting or something, like an environment. <laughs> it's fun. That's great. Um, uh, uh, but you don't perform. No, at these, do, do you? You know, every once in a while, I'll take out the fiddle and play along with somebody. But it's so much. It takes so much to make sure that everything's running smoothly. And they've got a great sound man there, and I've got my friend who's running the lights, and then I've got you know friends that help me with the microphone changeover. But it's almost so much, so much managing, you know, that I don't really do a whole lot. You know, and it's getting easier. You know, every time you move to a new venue. It changes up, so maybe next season, starting in the fall, I'll have a little bit more. Okay, I know how it's working here. I know what's going to happen, and I'll be able to to do a little bit more, yeah, like that. But yeah, like I might I might sit in with the Libertine Bells if I can get it together. It's it just depends on the night. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um. So, uh, how how has it changed over the years? What's what's the, what's been the evolution? It just seems like I'm able to get a little bit bigger and a little bit bit bigger, which is it's good. I, I can, in some ways, I can take more risks, and in some ways, less. So it's just I'm just kind of still finding my ground. Um, now, like I make sure that I I see everything that's going to happen, and I kind of know what's going on. We sound check everything to yeah. make sure. Like one time at one of the venues, the lights went out. Okay, well the sound's still working, and the sound guy that can't leave the soundboard, so the lights are going to be out. Like what? Come on. So now we've got things a little bit more dialed in, so there's less of that mishap that's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah, and I and I can have like last month I had uh, I had the satin chaps. I would never have been able to do that before on the smaller stage, but now we've got this great big band, and they've got a horn section and drums, and it all fits, and there's room for everybody to stand up and dance if they want to, which happened, and that was really fun. Uh -huh. Too so you know take take more risks bigger bands different things. Who leads that band? Gosh, the the person that I worked with was Luke Strahota, and he's a drummer and he does some singing too. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a that's a big band. I believe there's eight eight people in there now. I mean your house band. Oh, my house band. Ooh, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, okay. The, the house band, the Curtails. I'm gonna say that uh, Dave Hill leads that leads that band. It's uh, David Hill, Greg Hyatt, and Don Bermontes, and they're a trio. But I've I've heard they're they're gonna bring a sax player this month. I'm not sure what's going on with that but um again those guys are awesome they kind of tailor what they're doing to each show if an act needs some music behind it they can chit chat before and these guys are are they're on it they just know exactly what to do they're all very theatrical they dress up so it's really fun yeah i feel very fancy having a house band <laughs> that's great um do you still go do you still go out and buy get prizes oh god yes yeah that's still half the fun um and which is sad because I'm only doing it three times a month now, so I've got a backlog of stuff in the basement. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I have to figure out something to do about that. Maybe, maybe have a yard sale or leave them in people's backyards. <laughs> Where do you live, Tom? What's your address again? <laughs> what have you given away this year? Boy, with some paintings and, of course, some costumes, some plaster clowns. Um, plaster clowns? Plaster clowns. Who doesn't love a plaster clown? Everybody um, likes a Everybody. I've, I found a couple of yearbooks from the 20s along with some 1920s pennants that I gave away. Uh -huh. um, a lot of stuff I'd like to keep, but there's no room, so it's just fun for me to find these antique curiosities. <coughs> I still have the plague. Okay. So what 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 is it with you and the vintage stuff? 
You know, what, what is it? I'm not sure about that. I, I, when I was growing up, my mom had an antique shop, so I kind of grew ah. up with all that stuff around me and then didn't pay much attention to it. And I think the music kind of brought me back to it, the old-time music, listening to the old radio shows and reading, you know, reading some of the old vaudeville scripts. It's just like free internet <clears throat> humor and, and music where everybody was present and nobody was checking their cell phones and uh-huh. it's all just kind of made there organically. And of course, you know, now we've got microphones <clears throat> and a slideshow, but something about being in a room with a bunch of people experiencing something where you don't know what's going to happen. You know, anything could happen and you turn, like, it's that kind of wonder, that wonder from live performance and it's not judgy like a lot of TV shows. Who's going to be the best? Who's the winner? Who, you know, and this is, yeah. everything's just amazing and it's in front of you and it's happening and it's live and it's people doing it locally that makes it so fun. So the, the, you're, the, it started with your interest in old music. Okay, so when did that happen? Gosh, you know, living in Chicago, there was a lot of old time and Irish music, and when I was uh, when I was in my late teens, I was living in Colorado in Blackhawk, and there was a little tiny town, Blackhawk, Colorado, where I was teaching art, and then right next to that there was a gosh, what was the name of the town? Central City, and they'd walk a half a block into Central City, and there's these old old bars. These guys would tether their horses outside the bars because they'd ride down from the hill, wow. sit there and play fiddle and banjo. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'd never heard anything like that before. So uh, when I got back to Chicago, I got the fiddle and just started doinking around. And Irish music was just too too much. and too. It, it, I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. But I had some friends playing old-time music, so I kind of uh-huh. got into it that way with the fiddle and then later the banjo. Huh. And the sitting around singing was so nice, too. And that, that music, is it's fairly repetitive, and you, you can... You can feel where it's going, and, and you can sing and find the harmonies, whereas something like jazz for me is a lot more complicated. I don't think I would have been just able to dive into that uh-huh. in training. So, was, But that's not what you listened to when you were a kid, was it? No, no, I didn't really – there was didn't really do music when I was a kid. There wasn't really – it just kind of came upon it in my after I left home. Really? And, again, in Chicago, there's the Old Town School of Folk Music and all the Irish yeah. bars and yeah. – all that music, you know, the music festivals all the time, people busking. So there wasn't music in, the, in 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 your in your home when you were growing up. Not really. We had uh-huh. the eight track player and the, <laughs> the Neil Diamond going, but nothing. Well, no traditional music, not really. Well, Neil Diamond's pretty traditional he now. Is now, right? Now he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet Caroline, can't go wrong with that. <laughs> um, and as long as there's a Tony Starlight. As long as there's a Tony Starlight, yeah, I haven't been to his new place yet. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, Tony Starlight and all the old music. Speaking of that, oh, uh, shout out to Crystal West, Crystal Wessel at Divaville. Yeah. Oh, good radio show. I'm gonna miss that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had a story and uh, we ran a story on that on, on her her leaving. It's a shame. It's a shame. I know you're gonna miss that. I yeah. know. Well, she's on yeah. she's on to bigger and better things. She said she did it for 20 years now. If they can just get a hold of every one of those shows and replay it, we'll be fine for the next week, right? <laughs> Yeah, so she has some good taste, and I love hearing her. Uh, they're just the, the the glee with she presented that with such glee and such a, that great laugh of hers. I love that show. Yeah. yeah. So lots of people get into music, but not everybody like plays it. So did you? It's had you ever played a, any instruments at all? No, no. It's hard to be a spectator. I like diving and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go to shows and just be sitting in the audience, like, oh, I want to be a part of this. How can I make? How can I get into this? So. So you just went out and bought yourself a fiddle? Yeah, I mean, there there was one. I had one, and uh, just there's there's a lot of stuff around, and just sitting there listening to it, sitting around with some friends, doing a little bit of playing, you know, 
um, patient friends, patient roommates, roommates who weren't around that much. And I did play. I played a little bit in grade school, in like I believe like fourth or fifth grade, and and I wasn't uh -huh. interested in all. There were too many secrets on the floor and shiny things, so no patience for that. <laughs> but then just like meeting a bunch of people and being in your early twenties when you have all the time in the world to do everything. Yeah. So yeah. you know, sitting around learning yeah. those tunes, going yeah. to music festivals. So uh -huh. that was a that that's kind of how I cut my teeth on that. And then moving to Georgia, I moved to Georgia for a few years. There's lots of old fiddlers there and yeah. banjo players. We used to yeah. sit around with a bunch of folks in this old train station, and we had to stop because the ceiling fell in on us. Oh. I know, right? That's a good way to ruin your fun. Yeah. And then just happy, you know, moving out here, and gosh, there was all this great, great musicians here. What a, what a fortunate thing to wander into. Sitting in an old train station playing the fiddle. Yep. What a great, what a great oh, image! Yeah, in Decatur, Georgia. Jeez. Yeah, every Saturday afternoon, folks would sit around there and just play, sitting outside in the, in the summer and inside in the winter. And I don't think the train came by there anymore. Oh. But I know, sad. But it was a nice place to play music. It sounded what would, great what, there. what, what kind of tunes would you, would you, would you all play? Just old time square dance tunes. You know, just yeah. the, the A part, B part, sometimes the C part, and there's no, not really any soloing. So everybody just kind of sits there, and it's like a great big, like a, it's like a train. It just kind of grooves. Go, you know, it's like going to a music festival. You can sit there and do that all night. And yeah. if you don't know the tune, you can listen to it and play it for about ten minutes, so you can pick it out. And it's a, uh, it's once you get in, once you get into that little notch, that groove, it's really, it's a really fun place to be. Uh -huh. How many, how there. many people would there be in this old train station? Oh gosh, there'd be sometimes five, sometimes up to fifteen or twenty, depending yeah. on who come down that Saturday. All afternoon. kinds of different instruments. Oh yeah, mostly fiddle, banjo, guitar, bass, mandolin. Wow. Yeah, sometimes a cello, just you know, just like out here, um, same you know, kind of old time music. Uh, don't you wish you'd recorded some of that? I do. You know, that was really it was it was really a fun time, and then uh, and then it ended, and now I think about that here too, like all the. I guess there's a lot of people that tape concerts now, but just some of the sessions here, we used to have at Snake and Weasel out here. Remember that place? Uh huh. So. Yeah, it's fun, wow. and now there's there's a music, the old time music festival here in Portland that's huge. It happens in January. Yeah. So same thing, yeah. hundreds of yeah. people with all their fiddles and bands. But it's not like sitting in an old train it's station. Not like sitting in an old train in station. In Decatur, that's Georgia. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah. Georgia was interesting. It was uh, uh, lots of older folks that's playing music there. Like you can go just outside of town, and you know, my friends say, "Well, we have to go check out this." I can't even remember some of the names, and just go sit and listen to them play tunes and record it on a little cassette player and just, you know, the, the oral tradition, just passing it on that way. Yeah. So when when were you in, 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 a, in an official, you know, formal band that actually played gigs? Gosh. Well, in Chicago, I was in a couple bands. Uh -huh. And uh, then in Georgia, we had the Sugar Beats. And then out here, started Flat Mount Girls. That went for about seven years. And I played with Sarsaparilla. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yes, Hesperilla was more a rock and roll outfit, but they sure are fun. Those good yeah. songs, good yeah. songs. Yeah, all yeah. good songs and good musicians. Flat Mountain Girls was a very popular band. Yeah, we had a good yeah. time of it. Yeah. We sure did, yeah, singing those harmonies and playing those songs. That, that was a, that was one of my favorite things to do. Don't you, do you miss that? I do. I miss it terribly, but everybody's kind of moved moved on to different places. I've, Nana's moved off to Montana, and Rachel's still in town. Yeah. Um, and Caroline has moved out. She's moved out of town too. She's still in Portland quite a bit though. So, yeah, it's it's an awful lot of fun. But seven years is a good run for a band. So then everybody kind of moves yeah. on, does different things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun though, and I got to meet so many great people through that. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. What what about now? Do you are, are, are you always you're always in a band? I know. Well, you know now actually I'm just kind of 
schooling at home. I'm just learning some tunes. I haven't been performing in any band lately, so. But I'm sure I'll find something to get into again. It's it's hard now. Gosh, the idea of starting a gig where you go on at 11 o'clock makes <laughs> me <I'm> sleepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got. It's it's hard to. You've got to find just the right people. It's like it's like dating. You've got to find the right people, the people that you want to spend time with and you play well with and have a good time with. So yeah, yeah so it just. I mean, I still sit around. Friends will come over, and we'll sit in the yard and play some tunes. But uh-huh. I don't really feel like I need to go out and perform like that as much anymore. It's just kind of fun to play the music. Really? Yeah. Although I'm sure if I get the chance, I'll go out and do that again. So we'll see. Wow. It's fun to do. Th- I've been I've been doing some you know drawing now and sewing and working on other things. So it's just kind of fun. I always have something going. I can't imagine you not being in a band. I know, right? Well, surprise. <laughs> I'm sure something will be back. I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> um. But that's not all you do, right? I mean, you 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 you've always had some other. Yeah. Gig. Gosh, what am I doing now? Well, right now I'm uh I make wedding cakes yeah. for fun. Yeah, that's wow. that's good for people and uh, for I mean I make wedding cakes for other people, which is fun. Um, I have a little DJ thing. I bring my Victrola out to jazz clubs and bars sometime and mm-hmm. set up in the corner and crank it up and play jazz records all night. Literally crank it up. Seriously, I've got to yes. wind it up and it slows down and I've got to crank it up again. <laughs> and that's fun too because the music You play 78s? Yeah, yeah, so it, it yeah. sounds so good and it, it sounds coming through that old wooden horn. Boy, it sounds, you know, it's just different. Now we've got, um, everybody's got iPods and CDs yeah. and there's yeah. some people that like vinyl, but this is this is something else again too. It comes right. through the wooden horn, it's all simple and I just love that, so that's a good. Thing is it loud enough, or do you have to mic? You have to you have to mic the horn. Yeah, we have to yeah. mic the horn. We'll put a little microphone in there. And yeah. Some of the records yeah. are louder than others, so you've got to keep on that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fun, and people <laughs> like it. And again, some of those records nobody's heard. You know, they never made it onto a like CD what? compilation. Oh gosh, well I played I played one last night that everybody's heard. It's called Big Noise from Winnetka. It's oh, yeah. drum and drum and bass solo. That one. And whistle. Popular, yeah, a little whistling. You know yes. that. And then got well, some of them I'd have to have my list in front of you, but there's just some of them, like the, somebody, somebody in their orchestra, and maybe they only made two or three recordings, and yeah. it, they've never made it onto a compilation. And I still go to yard sales and find something like, oh, who is this? I've never heard of this. Um, but somebody <laughs> has. The Internet's been great for that, too. There's this online, uh, gosh, I think it's the on, online, 78 online project, and you go there. Wow. It's got every label, and you look at the number, and you can find the number. Wow. And see who you know. There's your artist. There's your recording. There's the year it was made and the city it was recorded in. Wow! It's amazing. It's like having the, <laughs> this encyclopedia of old music right at your fingertips. So that's really fun. So what is is it that an actual Victrola? Victrola? It wasn't made by Victor. This was made okay. by the Chicago Talking Machine Company. And I haven't found. I've I've been looking for the history to see how old it is. I'm thinking it's my my friend who sold it to me said his his uh, grandpa got it in the 20s. So I'm not sure. Oh. It's a it's a it doesn't have a, a big horn. It's got a it's a box size, so you can take it to the beach or travel uh-huh. with it without the delicate horn. But uh, I haven't able to, been able to find too much history on that actual machine. Do you have to change needles a lot? Every time. Every time you play a record. I really? A new, a new needle a every new time? A new needle every record. I used to wow. do a quarter turn, and then I joined this group called OTAPS. It's the Oregon Territory Antique Phonograph Society. And these guys, <laughs> they're amazing. They collect these old machines, and they have you know, history. They're, it's a bunch of walking encyclopedias. And I told the boy... Do a quarter turn on the needle every time, and boy, I got in trouble for that. So they they schooled me. No, no, you, every time, fresh needle. So oh wow. So that's what you do. And again, thanks for the internet. You can order them a hundred at a time. So big old who makes Victrola them? needles? Who I, makes needles for Victrolas? Somebody. I don't know. Somebody makes them. I've got a couple hundred. You, you need to buy some needles, Tom. I got a whole bunch of them. 
Doesn't that sound? If somebody just turned on, that would be misconstrued. That's funny. That's funny. I mean, I've got a, I have a, a first generation Technics DJ turntable. Oh yeah. From the yeah from from the I guess the early '80s, you know, and I've been offered a lot of money for that because it's rare, and it was a great turntable, but. It's not a Victrola. I know, right? Well, vinyl's coming <laughs> back. It's funny. You see, like, record shops, and they're having records records now, and people yeah, are yeah. selling that, these. So, And uh, the Victrolas, you still see a lot of them. They break down, and they're hard to fix. Yeah. Um, but I, I've got an Edison roll. It's, it's, a, it's called an Edison. It looks like an old sewing machine, and it plays the things that look like toilet paper rolls. Yeah. And that I can understand, you know, that... The, the belt is running slow. I take the belt off, soak it in water. It's leather. Then put it back on the machine, and it shrinks and fits. Go underneath. Something's wrong. There's a screw loose, and you put the gears together. I can understand that. A CD player, no way. I can't figure out what's going on with those. If that breaks, I don't know. So it's kind of nice, the old mechanical things. That's all people had. They made this out of wood and metal. It's They forged these these intricate gears. It's like looking at the inside of a watch. Like, who figured this out? Wow. It's amazing. Wow, wow. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Do you have um, do you have an, uh, an old uh, uh, record player, uh, an old drop down? You know, I grew up with one of those, but I don't. Yeah. I do have an electric record player. It's a it's Calif I believe it's a California school model. Again, uh -huh. carried carried around. Remember, it, when you go to school back, yes. showing how old you know our dates. Gosh, it's about the size of the Victrola, and you plug it in, and you could play seventy. Does it look like a little a little suitcase. A little suitcase. Yeah. yeah. A little what speaker. color is it? It's brown. It's like a brown suitcase. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I do have one of those, but gosh, I don't really have any vinyl anymore. I, how many How many speeds? Uh, I believe it has 78, 33, and 45. 45. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the 78 doesn't work so well. The, the records I have are older, so that little diamond needle kind of rocks and rolls. So oh, right. The, the metal yeah. stylus is better. Right. I never had a cause, – because some record players came – with a, a 16 RPM. Oh, yeah. I never had a 16 RPM record. I always wanted one. Are those those and great I, big, I think those I are like think those they must be. They records. must be, yeah. 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 But uh, that's very, that's weird. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess those used to be more popular. I, uh, I don't think 16 RPM was ever popular. Well, maybe with the opera collectors they yeah. were back in the day. One of the, one of the collectors, um, I met. He's he. You know, he's like I've got these great old machines. He's got a whole bunch of them, and he has this one that's a great big floor model. And I believe that he said it was from the Hotel Oregon. And uh -huh. uh, he said he said this was from I believe 1917, 1918. I, I I could be wrong about that. Maybe it was the late 20s. But it was one of the only places in town with electricity. And he said they <laughs> this was you you plug this thing in and crank it up. Uh -huh. And you just listen to it, and you'd hear the music. But then when he plugged it in, the bellows would work, and it, all of a sudden it sounded like a live marching band in town. Wow. And he played it for me, and it was unbelievably loud. <laughs> just unbelievable. And he said, yeah, the, the hotel owner kept a journal of it and said, you know, we, when we played the sound, we play a marching band, and kids would come running in from because they thought there was something going on. It was just this amazing. <laughs> and it, it's funny, like the, the idea that, that you used to have live music in your house or, or nothing. I think in 1918, yeah. more people had pianos in their houses than bathtubs. Yeah. And then when this record came out, it just, you know, all of a sudden anybody, almost anybody could have music. Yeah. Then if you look at the price tag, there were 75 cents, and now there's still that price. But that was probably a pretty penny. So right. you buy a song, and that's a big deal. You know, you were spending money on that. One song at a time, two sides. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when I, was a, when I was a kid, my mother only let me buy 145 a, 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 every other week. They were a dollar. 
at the record store near me. I could, and, and so you had to like really, it was so important. It was very precious. Which one you bought. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, isn't that interesting? Because songs are still, you go on, on iTunes and it's a dollar for yes. a song. So I guess it's doubled. Then you got two sides, now you got one side. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was, I played, I played something on my radio show. Uh, it was a double album. Right. And, um, and, and one side said side one. The other side said side four. Because back then, when you had the drop down record players, you would put. Oh, right. Yeah. You would put, you know, one record was side one and the other record was side two. And then you flip them over and you'd have three and four. I bet that was such a big innovation. First of all, you had four or five songs, maybe yeah. six or seven on a side, and then you yeah. could. I yeah. remember stacking those things up. You could have music for two hours at your party and oh, then yeah. have to change it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it was like. I mean, it, back in the day when you had to, well, I guess I know because I do it at my house, but after every song, you have to go run it. I want, I, I was, I've said this before, but I think it almost made it more precious because you really had to pay attention to it, right? Yeah. It wasn't like we're yeah. going to put on the, the, uh, the iPod and it's just going to do itself for three or four days. We'll never have to think about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, you know what? I would like people to hear Flat Mountain Girls. So why don't we take a break, and I'll, I will roll in here a tune from one of the Flat Mountain Girls albums. Oh, my that? goodness. Okay, then. So we'll just take a little coffee break right hey, here. More coffee. Come right back. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, you're fine. We'll just let this run and drop it in. Yeah, I understand. <coughs> Never has been. I used to write. Yeah, I wrote them for years. Yeah. No, that's a, that. That just started in December. Isn't that a great picture of Rebecca? On the cover. Awesome. Oh, great. That's a crown. Yeah. A friend of hers. No, I have a new show on Friday night. Oh, no, oh, no. oh, you should listen to my Friday night show. It's eight, eight to ten. It's 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 a lot like. Yeah, yeah. It's called I Like It Like That. And after the Chris Chris Kenner tune, uh, and it's really fun. It's really, 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 really fun. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and eventually, so they switched me out from doing. I was, I mean, I was a little tired of playing jazz. Six years playing jazz on Wednesday afternoons. So. Well, it's really fun. It's good. I did that. I did a show on Facebook for a while. Yeah. It was getting to the point where I'm like, I'm not. 
Alright, that should be... Let's give it another minute. So, we're, you know, Rebecca's in the Blue Cranes and also in Swansea. You see her? You see the picture inside of her as, as, as Tank Girl? That's the one page before that. No, that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you must have had some good times being in that band. Yeah, we had ourselves a good time. It was really fun. And now uh, I know that Nan's still playing music, Caroline's still playing music, Rachel's still playing music, Laura's still playing music, Arthur, who was with us for a while. Everybody's still, everybody's still doing it. So it's a good time being with your friends, cranking out the tunes. Well, you have to again. I know, right? I'm, I'll get you back do. on that. You have to. <laughs> Where does the time go? I know, I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's time to start playing out again. Uh, one of my favorite people, Nan Oliver. Oh, yep. One of a kind. Yes, she is. One of a kind. Yeah, a very talented songwriter, talented musician. Incredibly, what a songwriter. Yeah, Those, she played she, just about she's, anything she's she set her mind to. Yeah, she, she was really a poet. Yeah, she is. She was. She is a poet. Yeah, she's in a she's a, in a rock band, and I listened to her music, and I thought that's rock and roll, but it's also jazz, like so complicated yeah. songs and yeah. changes. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Her and Lipkin. That's a good time right there. It was a good time. Yes, it is. <laughs> I did a TV story on Nan, and at the end she mooned us. That's then. That's how you know you got the real deal right there. Yes. <laughs> Can't make that up. Yeah, she was infamous for that. Famous? Is it famous or infamous? I'm not sure which, but that was her one of her signature moves. She, on stage. I don't think she ever did it with the flats, but I saw, I've seen her do it before. <laughs> yeah, she's a she, Nan is awesome. <laughs> Oh man, she came back uh, for a, a little revival of her band. Yeah, uh, I think that, a couple I, years ago. I think that she did that. I, I'm not sure if it was this year or the year before, but it was year in before. August. Yeah, yeah, she rolled through with her spigot gang and yeah, it was spigot. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, she was such a great addition to to your band. Yeah, it was nice. She had that beautiful high voice, and then Rachel has that lovely low growly voice, and they really complemented each other very yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Were you the leader of that band? Did we consider yeah, yourself a leader? I don't know who was the leader. We were all kind of booking and then making it happen. So uh -huh. Rachel and I were the, the the people that were in it from the very beginning. So yeah. I'd say that the two of us kind of tag teamed on that job. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Do you ever play together anymore? Yeah, actually we do. We just sat down about a couple weeks ago and had some dinner and played some tunes. That was Did fun. You? Which play? Nice evening. Oh uh, gosh, I don't even remember. It was after after eating and after drinking one <laughs> one beer each, so it was kind of hard to remember. Um, just you know, some old fiddle tunes with a little bit of singing. So uh -huh. yeah, but that's a uh, it's summertime's coming. Time to get out in the backyard and do more of that. Yeah, that must be so sweet. Yeah, yeah. it's nice too. You know, that the longer you know people, you know, you can figure out where they're going, what they're doing with the music. It's it's fun to play with people for a long time. That's that's what people who are not musicians are most jealous of. You know that that kind of communication. I yeah, think. where you can give somebody a look and they just know the soon's over now. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a it's like learning a foreign language, you know. Yeah. Or I, I imagine I'm not that good at reading music, but it must be like reading a foreign language. I can look at something and sort of figure it out. Like, oh, these little dots on paper make sense. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's when you when you find somebody like that, 
that, that you can that you know that you know you're you're so com compatible with. Uh, is it just something that you you just feel, or how does it work? You know, I don't even know if there's words for it. It's it's a style of playing where you're you're kind of doing the same thing. You hear somebody and they you're doing something, they accent it just right. It's like cooking together, like you you're making a dish and somebody brings the perfect side dish to it, the perfect accent. They have the same sensibility or a really different sensibility that you say, oh, I, I want I want how do you do that? What are you doing? I want more of that. I want more of that in my life. That sounds great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 Or I don't even know if I if I go at music with I have this idea and it has to sound like this. It's all it changes. You know the music I like and I didn't used to really like you know all I want to hear is tunes uh, tunes no lyrics and now I love the story of it the the storytelling and, and beautiful words you know some people are so, such poets you know I, I love that part of it the harmonies singing harmonies it's uh -huh. it's so it's been kind of fun to to be an adult and start and then see growing and changing what what you can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like listening to jazz. Some of that my girlfriends, like in the Libertine Bells, who are at in the April 11th show. How do they do those? It sounds they make it look so easy. They're just up there, and then when you really listen, boy, those are some complicated harmonies. Uh huh. How do they do that? It's amazing. How do they do that? I don't know. Magic. I guess it's all the, the magic's in the in the corset and the songwriting and yeah. And yeah, Dee Settlemeyer right does a lot of that writing too. And boy, is that girl a songwriter. She is so good. And then and they all they all write songs. So. It's a, uh, it's it's just wonderful to be, have so much of that, and I guess everybody in Portland has that. You can go out any night of the week and see these amazing people. So many places to go see music. Yeah. And Do you think, uh, their their harmonies are are worked out, or do oh, they just occur? occur? Absolutely. I, I know that they're they're worked out. They're worked and out. There's a lot of like the uh, the stolen suites in town. I don't think they're yeah. playing anymore. Yeah. A lot of those the, the jazz groups with those uh, those harmonies that just doesn't happen. Those are some, that's some complicated stuff going on. If they make it look easy, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because you always you, you always heard about what they used to call them, three quarter symphonies. The mm -hmm. do, you know the, the the guys the four guys on the corner the oh. four girls on the corner you Barbershop know quartets, yeah. or 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 duop you know with those beautiful harmonies and you would think. Well, they they didn't work it out. You know, maybe some, maybe some of them did behind the the, the yeah. scenes work it out. And yeah. again, maybe that's after you've been singing with somebody, your family, your friends for years and years. Somebody brings a song, and you say, "Well, yeah. I've got the low voice. I know the song. I know exactly where I'm going to go. I know exactly what pocket I'm going to squeeze into." Yeah. But yeah. I'm not I'm not a singer like that, so I can't I can't speak to that. But uh, maybe that's what happens. It's uh. just it's all magic to me. It's amazing. What kind of singer are you? I'm not the kind of singer you want to have fronting your band, but I like to. <laughs> I like to sing the harmony sometime. I'm not that strong of a vocalist. I'm, I call myself a side man, a side woman. Um, I like to play the fiddle and the banjo and that sweeten uh -huh. up what you got, or play the you know the fiddle tunes. But um, yeah. or, and singing harmony is fun too. Just finding uh -huh. that that third part or that second part that's so magical. Uh -huh. I think sing singers might be happy because you're breathing and singing and it just feels so good, right? Yeah. Do you do any singing, Tom? No. No. Well, it sure feels good to do it. Well, actually, um, when I was in my early twenties, I had I was I was a failed folk singer. A failed folk singer. <laughs> totally failed. Oh. I was in a I was in a a folk duo. <laughs> what happened to the other guy? It was a woman. What happened to the other gal? Uh, she became a famous journalist or a semi-famous journalist. Anyway, uh, we know we had a shtick because. Um, uh, we were uh, interracial. I was white. <laughs> she is black, right? And and the, the name of our our group was so embarrassing, but I'll, I'll I'll say it anyway. 
we called, our, we called ourselves Salt and Pepper Tweed. This Where, was in the 60s. Where's the tweed come from? Well, it's like that's the name of a fabric. Oh, right. Ah. <laughs> and now look at now you're both doing journalism. Isn't that Something fun? like that. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't, I've had no contact with her for 40 years, but oh. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I was terrible. I was. We did like Ian and Sylvia tunes and Tom Paxton and and Dylan and stuff like that, and we sucked. She was good. I sucked. I was terrible. <laughs> well, at least you had some fun. Well, you know, I mean, I wish I hadn't been terrible. I would have liked to have been much better. <laughs> I think everybody looks back at stuff like that. I look back at things and say, boy, if I if I had an, if I if I could do then what I can do now, boy, that sure would have been a lot. A but you had, but you have talent. You oh. see, that's the difference. I had no talent for that. I know what I have talent for. I know what I'm good at. That was not it. Oh, well, at least you tried, right? <laughs> I did try. Yeah. I did try. As a matter of fact, I was uh, uh, at the same time. I because we tried everything. We tried everything back then, right? We just we were creative people, right? At the, in, in in or you know, twenty one, twenty two, running there. So we would try anything. Right, I was, I, I was, I remember uh, we had a regular gig at a at a coffee shop, but at the same time I was I was an extra in Hamlet, and and sometimes I would like, and there would be like long stretches when I wasn't on stage, and the the theater was not too far from the coffee shop, from the coffee house, and so I would go up and 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 do the gig in like a you know, Norwegian soldiers outfit with grommets and stuff <laughs> and singing, you know, heartfelt Ian and Sylvia tunes with this woman and then go back and be in the rest of the play. That sounds like <laughs> something you'd see in Portland these days too, I, well, right? But this was Baltimore in, uh, I don't know, 1967, 66, something like that, 66, I guess. And, um, but, you know, you, you have to try everything, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, it's good to never lose that feeling, right? Like, yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not try this? If, yeah, yeah. If it's not yeah. going to kill me, it can only embarrass me or make me stronger or actually be fun or all, <laughs> well, all uh, the things at once. Yes. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I buy the fact that everything that, that, that makes you stronger. I don't know if I really believe that. Or, well, but, then at least you can say you tried it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The important thing is that, that I, I did try it and learn how, how, how sucky I was. Well, I, now you've got some good stories to tell anyway. That's worth something. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, so who else is in this? Is in, is in your show? Oh boy, this this month is so good. I, I guess, gosh, I I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could ever say I have any favorites, but boy, this is a, this is a favorite line of, of some some awesome people. Um, we've got the Earnest Lovers, and that's Pete Krebs and Leslie Bias. Pete Krebs' new project. I have not heard that. What is he doing? Because he's so amazing. Music. He's he's everything he does is amazing. So they're doing like a country country duo singing and picking. Like country, what kind of country? Gosh, like old country music. You know, I, really? I, I, I hate to, I hate to describe it without. Like Ernest you, Tubb. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, look it up and give a listen, and then you okay. can tell me what you All think. Right. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then um, a group called Company Cirque and Beirut. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. They do uh, like old school clowning, acrobatics, um, some comedy. They're a very funny trio. And What's the di- what do you what do you mean old school clowning? Oh, like it's not with with a red nose <laughs> and a horn. Like the you know it's not kind of it's it's not like uh, what you say Barnum and Bailey kind of clowning. Uh-huh. It's, it's uh, barrel juggling, and it's like a funny a funny trio. <laughs> they're they're amazing, and they're they're also in town for the uh, the Umbrella Festival. Yeah. So I'm lucky enough to get them. And then uh, we got the Stomp Towners, 
and that's that's Irish music and spoken word and dancing. Uh-huh. So that's a that's a big bunch of fun. And uh, cello bop, that's Gideon Freeman's solo project. He is just amazing. He has this cello and he loops it and he's funny and charming. Yes. And then the Libertine Bells, of course, that night uh, like a uh, trio, and they've got a bass player and a trumpet player as well doing Prohibition era jazz. Um, I've got a couple, Baron uh, Gino Reagan and Jed Ar- Arkley. They're my uh-huh. kind of balcony improv people. They are also the ones that started the stump. Balcony out. improv. Balcony, like there's a balcony at the old at the uh, at the theater. So they're going to be. I don't know what's going to happen. You just have to come and see. <laughs> and then of course the cow span, the curtails, kind of filling in all the gaps. And I also uh-huh. have this uh, wonderful one, a woman, Baron Millington, who makes masks and puppets, and she's going to be there too. And you have to come and see what's going to happen with that too. So. There's some surprises. But and surprises. Surprises and the door prizes. Surprise, surprises and prizes. I know. Prizes so and surprises. But this is, yeah, it's just a, a great lineup. I'm so excited about this show. It's going to be so much fun. Again, it's like it's like making a painting. Like what's the best, a painting with sound and, and entertainment. Like all this beautiful, like everybody's going to be like these different favorite things of mine getting to experience this and this atmosphere of this theater with all the little fun things that are going to be going on. It's, it's like an immersion in this, this wonderful world I'm hoping to create each month. And you get to dress up as a tart. I get to dress up, and, and now I'm making different <laughs> costumes for every month, and that's fun. So, and again, are you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I might, I, I might reuse one of my costumes now and again, but it's, it's just fun to – play dress up and music and theater and art and, and all this. It's just like a, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think people are enjoying it too. And then again, moving to the bigger theater, that's had some changes. It starts a little later. It's an actual theater where you sit in theater seats. So there's, it's, you know, just a different experience from uh-huh. being crowded into a little tiny place. Now there's a little more space. So, so it's been fun. It's been a learning experience. It's, it's different to do a 400 seat show than it is to do a, 45 seat show so yeah 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 so what is this month's costume this month's well you know just something a variation on something it's a (laughs) (laughs) something fringy with feathers i'm sure (laughs) my old favorites (laughs) so yeah this is i'm I'm super excited it's only a couple of weeks away now april 11th it's gonna be really fun oh boy i know right and then uh, it's spring already who knew well, this has been fun. It has been fun. It's nice to see you again. Yeah. You yeah. like my new voice with my cold? <laughs> my new low voice? Well, it's not a, It's not Miss Kitty's voice. It's very mysterious, yes. Not Miss Kitty's voice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's always nice to see you, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Well, You'll be back next year, right? Yep, I believe we're going to start again in October. And if you want to go, you can uh, email me at Ms. Kitty's Parlor at uh, Yahoo, or go to my Facebook page and uh, find out and sign up. Uh, sign up on the mail list, and you can find out what's going on and when it's going to happen. Oh boy! Oh boy! I know. Right, the fun okay. never stops. Thanks. Thanks, Tom.